Words of wisdom are words of life. When it comes to tongues, speaking in tongues, it doesn't come from the mind. It doesn't come from the soul. It doesn't come from the mouth. It comes from the heart. Tongues are not just to be interpreted word from word to translate into an understanding. Biblically, in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, Everyone spoke the same language and that specific day and time in the earth. And because the children of God got together to begin to communicate, to go against the ways of God and to build based upon communication to work together, to continue to build what God did not want to be built he began to separate and cause division by having them to speak different languages. And everyone had to separate and go alongside with those who spoke the language that they were currently speaking. And that's why there are so many languages that are here and that we speak today. And God used that very same thing that he caused to divide his children due to a lack of honor towards him. He used that very same thing, which was speech, language. As a free gift from Holy Spirit. I use this to separate you by giving you different languages, now I'm going to use the same thing to join you back together again. And tongues is nothing but just every language broken up. Because God is the creator of them all. Visitations in the kingdom, you will rarely see or have a conversation verbally with your mouth or my mouth. It's always a heart-to-heart encounter, a heart-to-heart conversation, encounter. God always hears our hearts First, before the mouth say anything, before the mind think anything, before the soul wills anything, God hears the heart. The mouth can say something different than how the heart feel. The mind can think what the mouth say and not the heart feel. We can say words that God doesn't say. We can speak words of lies. Intentionally, but we feel in our heart that we know that it's a lie and we know that lying is wrong. Immediately conviction comes to the heart because the heart is not created to lie. That's why people study people's body language when they trying to tell a story, whether it's truth or lies, they look at body language due to the heart. You're sweaty. You're biting nails, you cut eyes, you looking down, you stutter over your words. People study people's body language to see how they can determine if they're telling the truth or not. Because the heart never lies. That's why they got devices like lie detective tests and all of that. Because the pulse jumps, the heart rate speeds. When lies are present, because the heart was never created to lie. To interpret 
heavenly language. Heavenly language is to begin to have a heart when it comes to communication. That means that I don't want to just say and then speak in a language that's speaking what I ought to say for me. But how about being on one accord verbally, emotionally, mentally when it comes to everything that exits out of my mouth? Verbally. I'm on one accord with the words that come out my mouth. Because they come straight from the heart. Coming straight from your heart. There's no way I can say, Father, I love you. I'm, I'm praying for the nations. But my heart and my heavenly language is saying, Father, I'm lacking knowledge. I'm scared that this is going to happen to me. Or the mouth can say, I'm praying for my father, my mother, my sister. But in my heavenly language, I'm lifting up all the nations. It's having a heart to be on one accord what I say verbally and whatever language I speak due to where I reside in this earth currently to go alongside, come in alignment with what I'm saying in my heavenly language. And the more we have a heart to be one what we say due to what we ought to say, we can begin to interpret it. Hallelujah. Interpreting tongues is not just, oh, okay, you're saying this, so I'm going to pick up what nationality, what diverse ethnic group it comes from in a part of the earth. No. There's a new discovery today. Tongues says a lot about you and my believing. Our upbringing, our faith walk, how we feel about God, how we believe God. If we do, if we don't for real, our tongues speak the truth about us. Also, if we're not able to interpret it. Sweetheart, I have to, you know, use you as an example, please. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit led me on here. Because many feel like if I'm not doing it, if, I, if I'm not interpreting it, then, you know, I'm just not the one to interpret it. But guess what? It's a free gift of the Spirit. That's just like saying, okay, I can receive love and joy, but if I don't receive the peace and the peace is not being still in my home or wherever I go, then I, just, I don't know. It's just like that. I guess that's just how it is. Christ said, bear much fruit, bear much more fruit. Not bear much more every other fruit. God said, I've given you the gifts of the spirit. Not some people get this gift and that gift. See, we got to really embrace God's character. In Revelation, it says, do not add in my word. Don't take out. Even when it comes to our personal preferences. Or our personal opinions. Or even personal quote-unquote insecurities regarding our just right standing with God. We count ourselves out too much. We count ourselves short too much. We still talking about being a wretch. A wretch. You think God would give his only begotten son for a wretch? Now, I get it. God get it. When we lower ourselves to exalt him, but don't dismantle being in God's image and likeness because he's not a wretch. Even if a person murdered, God don't call them a murderer. Even if a person raped, God don't identify them as a rapist. The world does. So how can we walk alongside with God speaking names that the world have put on us, that God has taken off? 
Sweetheart, I want to use you as an example. God had me to really pay attention to you and worship. And when you spoke in your heavenly language, God had me to record it. It was at 11.10 at night. And it was on the 11th day this month. And when I heard you speak in tongues, it's not that I interpreted what you were saying due to what ethnic group or where can I identify the culture in the earth. When you spoke in tongues, it told me everything I need to know about your believing. It told me, it taught me, and it showed me all about your upbringing. I saw you in the past, I saw you in the present, and I saw you in the future. And I always see you that way, all in one. And, and, when I hear the tongues be spoken regarding a lot of us, we start with the letter M. Ma, Moy, Mammy. It start with the letter M a lot. And sweetheart, when you spoke in tongues, it told me when I heard it, your tongues come from ancient biblical theology. Your upbringing was word from word from the Old Testament and the New Testament. Knowing about the entire good book and living according to being holy. Being brought up how to conduct yourself, present yourself wholly, watching what you do as a man of purity. And I look at you and I study everything about you because I value all of you. But sweetheart, I'm just using you because this is what God's showing me. With you, that's why your work, that's why certain words is just penetrate your soul like revival. Words like that, you just all over it. Words like, you know, wisdom, knowledge, you are so quick to just stay right there in that arena. Words like long-suffering, you know, temperance. You have a lot of old-school biblical theology. Your tongues taught me all I need to know and learn much more. Your upbringing was to know how to Conduct yourself as a child of God. Not being conformed into the world. And I can sense that many of the ladies, your family or friends that grew up around you, you know, old school, knew how to conduct themselves. Spiritually and physically. It was a zero tolerance for acting like the world, dressing like the world, being worldly. But not judgmental. But just, you know how to conduct. Like words like decency and order, you're very big on. 
The word wisdom penetrates you all the time. Revival, being refreshed, uh, being restored. Uh, it does so much to your soul and spirit because of the seed sown. Way before you were even in your mother's womb, it's in your bloodline. I'm starting to understand the visitations that I get. Those songs that you know that are old school spiritual songs were songs that paved the way for us today. You grew up with the being on your knees and pray. You grew up, you know, giving an awesome sacrifice of oneself. Grew up on consecration, circumcision, even though understanding and living in the new covenant. But if it wasn't for the old covenant, it wouldn't have been no new covenant. And you understand them both very well. Your tongues, it taught me that you are very educated. Biblically. And the thing about it is, we can have biblical knowledge, but it may not be correct. You have correct theology. And the tradition that you grew up and still continue to live off, it is the tradition that still remains holy. It's not the one that we move from the old into the new. You can, determ you can determine, excuse me, and detect the seasons and the times. The devil tried so much to take you out. So many ways. He tried to destroy your heart and it looked like it was working. It looked like it was working. He was tempering with your mind, your thoughts. And sometimes you thought you were going to lose it. Thought you was going to lose it. Do you know that the harvest that you're reaping is not even yet touching the seeds that you have sown, nor your mother. It goes back beyond. Do you understand me? On your page, I remember a statement under your picture profile. It says a written promise. You know you have written promise, don't you? You know you're worth being here, don't you? Even though sometimes it didn't look like it. Even you didn't feel like it because you wasn't treated like it. You remind me a lot like David in this season, King David. Jesse and them didn't leave him out there because they didn't care about him. They just didn't consider him to be the one. And he actually is. That's you and your bloodline. You cannot escape what have happened, what you didn't like, what felt uncomfortable due to whoever did what to you. It's a part of you because God saw you through it. It's a laugh right at the devil because he tried all he could. And the more you come up higher, the more stronger you become. And the more clearly you can see the enemy before you even think to form a weapon against you. He could try to throw a dot and it would land right back on him before he even aim it in your direction because of your wisdom. Let me tell you what God said to me today to say to you right now other than well done already everybody don't get well done before God that's something you get when you fulfill what's taking place in a spiritual realm that manifested naturally and you have not seen 
everything, not even scratch the surface as to what your eyes haven't seen. And yet God used me to say to you, well done. <laughs> I think God only told Christ that. Far as my reading. Before had. Well done. This is my son who I am well pleased. Doing his baptism. And he said to you. Well done. <laughs> because of that baptism. <laughs> oh joy is so good for us. Oh my goodness. It's so good for us. The devil. Mm, he did not want us together. He did not want your end with my end, meaning everything about who you are to be alongside with everything about who I am. <laughs> but the thing about it is, <laughs> God, he works from the end to the beginning. See, in the end, we're one. And also beforehand, we're one, God. Because what you say, a written promise. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, sweetheart. Oh, God. Every time I'm talking, I get more, I'm floating. Yeah. Oh, God. And, oh, God. Oh, God. Everything good is happening for you. Ah, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I forgot. I was trying to play it off like I knew what I left off. I didn't. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> I didn't want to know. Every time I'm floating, I forget. It's okay. Holy Spirit say it's okay. That's why he's your help. God had me to really meditate on what is help. Help is not you rubbing on me, kissing on me. You know, even reading the word with me. It's not, ministry is not us, you know, getting married and, you know, even doing the works of the Lord together. That's not help because you can do that with the presence of God alone. Help is when you're not able to continue, then your help finish along the way. It's like your help is your backup. Do you understand me? Your help is your backup. While you're in ministry. While you're enjoying being here. I realize how much I need you as my backup. In <laughs> and God have you to hear me. So you can know me. And know what to do when you come alongside with me. Like moments like this right now. If I was speaking, it would be a great time for you to cut in. <laughs> yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. It's not we just in the kitchen cooking together. That's the joy that comes along with the enjoyment. But the purpose as to you being a help, me being a help, is to come alongside each other for purpose and ministry when we are needed, when it's necessary. I got you, you got me. I hold you up, you hold me up. I don't even have to tell you some things because you already know, just like I know how you're feeling. Do you know how you feel still wakes me up out my sleep? You could be just thinking about me or just in deep worship or having something in your heart. It wakes me up or it has me to stop what I'm doing and pray. All the time, God said that would never change. I can tell you how you're feeling and you just, just get used to it. Just get used to me being the other half of you already because I'm already that. Even though I got to naturally walk it out as to me already being that. I got you. In ministry, I got you. 
When it comes to writing things down, making it plain, I got you. Stand on top of things, I got you. Like you got me. Interceding, praying, I got you. Exercising our faith, I got you. No doubt, no waiver. No speaking words of no mere men. It's not accepted in our ministry. Because God got us. It's unacceptable in the kingdom and it's unacceptable here in the earth. What we bind is bound in the kingdom and what we lose is loose in the kingdom. I got you in ministry when it comes to the reading, the teaching, the praying, the soaking, whatever. I got you as a helpmate. And God said, tell him this today. Because he already know, but just speak it. God knocked on my door. And I let him in, even though he's already here. Had me to receive a higher level in a higher dimension. There's a word in the kingdom called okra. Okra means anything goes at any time. Having the mind to hold things loosely, the heart hold things loosely, the soul hold things loosely, the will hold things loosely because anything goes with God at any time. That's what anything goes me. There's no slack in our home. There's no lack in our home. No conflict, no confrontation. We communicate, we pray together. There's no separation. There's no miscommunication that you feel a way that you feel like you can't open your mouth and say because you thinking and discerning that it may go sour. No, we are family. You open up your mouth and release change in the atmosphere. We follow you. If God didn't want me to follow you, you wouldn't have been the man for me to marry. Consider yourself favored. Educatingly favored. Biblically favored, supernaturally favored, graciously favored, long-suffering favored, patiently favored, self-controllingly favored, joy and mosoko favored to lead us in a way we shall go because you are responsible for us. God don't go to the woman. When we become one, God goes to the man. Eve was the one to deceive Adam and God called the man. Sarah laughed at the angel and God went to Abraham. He doesn't go to the woman. Regarding the ministry, he comes straight for the man. And I got you. My passion come from my awareness. My awareness come from my loyalty. My loyalty come from a passion. A passion back to loyalty. Loyalty back to a passion. All because of my faith. Even if we disagree, we disagree in love. And we're not going to leave it there as a disagreement. 
We're going to disagree to come to an agreement. Because I have a voice too. I have a suggestion. I have wisdom too. Hallelujah. God said, tell you these things today. Which you already know. But it's good to put in the atmosphere. To shut the devil up. No devil, no demon is invited in our home, in our ministry. It's not your will. It's not my will. We will thou will to God's will. It's not your plan. It's not my plan. We go alongside God's plan. We submit it. We are submitted. That mantle you're wearing, same mantle I'm wearing. That heart that you have, same heart that I have. That passion you have, same passion. But you know what I love about our individual personalities? Is that you're much calmer than I. And that works so well with me. There's no need to have two of me. (laughs) Or two of you. That's why you love my, you know... Energy, my energy level, even because it coincides with you, and that's why I love your energy level because it keeps us stable. Be honest with me, don't ever lie to me. You don't ever have to keep nothing from me. You don't ever have to ask me something more than once, especially the same thing, because I always hear you the first time. I honor you that much to hear you before you even say anything. I noticed that my words could come off very strong and dominant at times because that's the fire of God. Sometimes you can hear a roar with my words. Like I'm, like I'm a talking lion. I know you can see my passion level sometimes could be like, ah, and sometimes it's just very low and calm. It's nothing but God's personality. And God have you to see all of it. I mean, hear it all. Even see. So you can know. When God take me in the future, even to show me things to come regarding me, us, people around the world, or show me things symbolically, or even take me in demonic realms and evil principalities, as you heard me go and come and testify about, and even see the warnings about people around the world, I may wake up and you may just need to hold me a little bit. Because me just leaving from a place like that. The gifting is that real. The anointing is that real. I thank God that you love my difference. you created to. I thank God I love your difference. I'm created to. I don't want you as nobody else. I want you as who you are. I'm in love with you as of who you are. You don't ever have to get out of a character, yell, complain. Because I honor you. I honor life, period. I honor people, period. I honor Honor, period. God say, before I get off of here, say this to you. Just to put it in the atmosphere as a reminder, may it never leave your heart. Because I'm about to speak it. And as I'm speaking it, it's going to be written upon the table of your heart. Our priority right now, you're over there. I'm over here. We are individuals. We're not together yet it's happening but as of right now it's not yet and my priorities your priorities are God Christ Holy Spirit you your family and everything good comes along with that is your ministry on your end me God Christ Holy Spirit Myself, my son, 
my family, friends, and everything that comes along with it is the ministry regarding people I'm talking about, sweetie. But when I marry you, it's God, Christ, Holy Spirit, you, me, children, family, friends, which is family, and everything that comes along with it. Everyone that's connected to the connection that comes along with it. It will never, ever be God, Christ, Holy Spirit, me, then you, or kids, then you, or parents, then you, or family and friends, then you, colleagues, then you, or you, then children, then me. Do you understand? Or you, then God, you, then Christ, you, then your mother, then me, me, my mother, then you, father, then you, you, then father, then mother, then children, then friends, then ministry. No. The ministry is in that prioritized order. God, Christ, Holy Spirit, you, me, our children, family members and friends, which are family, and everybody else that God has to fall in place. It would never, ever be out of line. No one will ever have access to our ministry that God called you and I to. Do you understand? Now, we can take great advice from great leaders. I am doing that right now. So are you. But no one has access to our ministry but us. That's a door that's only available for you and I. Don't you ever, and I will never, ever forget that, Buka. I won't do anything without asking you. When I marry you, other than Christ, our Father, Christ, and Holy Spirit, you, it's me. Then our children. The priorities does not ever get mixed up. You understand. Just because you ask and consult with me doesn't mean that you don't have permission. My answer to you is always yes, because you wouldn't ask me anything that I would have to say no. Because you already know the answer before you even ask. I may give a better suggestion. You may give me a better suggestion. But I ask you before I do anything. There's no way I'm going to have someone come in our home and don't tell you. There's no way I'm going to go to somebody else's home and don't say anything to you. You're going to know everything because you're supposed to. If it's something that you stand firm on, then guess what? I go along with that. And if it's something that I stand firm on, we pray about it and see what God tell you regarding that. Because you oversee the ministry. Now I understand your personality. Because he had it where you would you would have me around even though it wasn't time for you to talk because you just wanted, you know, to have me around because you created to, you know, see what's going on. How are you? What you doing? You created to be an overseer over me, making sure that everything how it's supposed to be. And me as a help, I make sure it get done. You don't ever have to wonder about anything. But if you happen to, come to me. I come to you before I come to anybody else. Do you understand? I am not going to marry you if I feel like I don't have a voice in this marriage. If I feel like I'm, I got to fight to be who I am to you and prioritize, I, I, I don't want it. 
Neither would you. There's no way fiery hell you have to be in a ministry and you're tugging and warring. No, it's perfect harmony. Just never forget the order of the priority. Do you understand? Now I want you to really understand. Because I really do too. Everything is not to be discussed outside of our discussion. But if you need some help with something, you know who to go to. Do you understand? So do I. If I was to ever go through marriage counseling before I marry you, I would pretty much tell them all that God has taught me about what marriage actually is, what it is to be a helpmate, what it is to be a servant, what it is to be a woman of God, what it is to be a person who believes, a person who doesn't walk in doubt. A person who walks in the resurrection power. A person who only trusts in God and lean not to their own understanding and all their ways acknowledge him as he directs our path. A person who bear much more fruit. I will consider me being there to teach instead of me being there to learn because God has taught me this entire time. And today is like the day of the test. And the test is me on here talking to you of what I have learned this entire time. Because I wasn't just on here just to be, oh, I miss you. I want to see you. I want this. I want that. It's so much bigger than that. When I say I want to see you, that's say I want to see me. When I want to hear you, I want to hear me. Because you are the other half of me. Do you know what that's like to feel the complete, you know, completion of being together, that's what. <laughs> every time I see you, sometimes, well, how I say every time I see you, sometimes, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Every time I see you sometimes. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Every time I see you, I see you in the past, in present, and future. In the past, I see this man who used to wear this hat with this, you know, cap underneath, this scully underneath, and the hat was turned to the side. I think it was turned to the left side. <laughs> it was black. Yeah. And you'll wear this button-up shirt and, you know, shorts or pants or something. i never forget that. Or you just don't wear it at all. And i never forget how you looked then and how you look now as I see you. And when I have flashbacks looking at you, seeing you in the past, it just, it do something to me. You know, it does something. And come on, Father, every time I'm floating, <laughs> every time it doesn't, it doesn't ever fail. God. <laughs> I don't want everybody to know when I'm floating, you know, especially to know I'm floating due to my words being backwards. Oh yeah, keep floating your words backwards. Come on, <laughs> you understand. I'm surprised I didn't say on come. <laughs> no, come on. But no, um, and I see you also in the future. Yeah. The more time goes on with us towards the future, in the future, the better it gets. Yeah. Not the worst, not the least, the better. No matter what age, you get better and better. Let me not say that too much. <laughs> oh, God. I just don't. I don't oh, God. I just went somewhere with that. 
Oh God. <laughs> oh God. Cute. <laughs> Snap back. <laughs> but I was meaning from a different place, but it took me some way. Let me not go to that place. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. I wish I can erase that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could erase that. Yeah, I can't, though. No. And I'm not giving up all of this just for that little piece. No. It's okay. You get it. Thank you. You got it. You have it. Mm. I love you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank you, God. God want me to talk to you about how I been taught about our priorities. What it is to... Have a helpmate and why God given us each other as help. God's starting to show me in ministry where and when you are needed. And one reason he's showing me why I'm talking to you when I'm floating like this, that's the best time for you to come in. <laughs> yeah, when well, we're speaking. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let me let you know this. I get it. The traditional way when you get married, you know, this and that, honeymoon, that, that. Let me tell you this. We are in ministry. And when I'm beside you, I feel like there's nothing that can ever, whatever, try. Because, like, you are extra boost to everything I'm already am. So my level of confidence is just beyond, beyond. We don't crack this earth upside down, open wide, and everything along with it, with this ministry. And Satan is pissed. We don't bust the pit wide open. Thought he could take. Thought he can keep. And we took it back. Thank you for helping me to be where I am. Not just for you, for me, for life. And not just our lives, other lives. Hallelujah. God says, share this. Okay. Last night, I thought it was probably like three or four in the morning. It was just 11 something at night. That dream felt like I was in it for days. It was just a matter of minutes. I was in this surgical room in the hospital and it was just me and God, not you, nobody else. And this baby was there, just got delivered. And that baby was prophetically speaking as to what to come, but also symbolically speaking as to me spiritually carrying the promise and the vision around. Because it's more than just a baby. It's people. It's, you know, connections, places, and things that I was carrying around regarding our ministry. And I had no idea I've been carrying around since I met you. No wonder God closed up my womb. But let me get to this significance in this dream. I've given birth to this baby boy. And he was very, symbolically speaking, he was very fragile. Very. But he was four-term delivered. And it was... Symbolically speaking, me carrying around this promise, me carrying around this vision and what made it fragile because I could have aborted. I could have miscarried the vision going back and forth, rejecting, not accepting, not being persistent with my walk with God, doing worldly things. God said to me today, Quinisha, how do you think that would have been? You turn around a vision of giving birth to this baby and other things that come along with this child regarding people, places, and things that's connected to the connection and ministry. And yet I have you naturally have someone else see inside of you. 
Can you blame me for shutting your womb up? You already had seed inside. You think I'm going to put another? Come on, from somewhere it doesn't even belong. God. Woo. He was talking a lot today, sweetheart. He was talking a lot since last night about everything I'm saying now. And his baby boy, he was so, like, tired, like, so worn out. But, like, just like I'm here, like, whew, I'm breathing fresh air. I'm breathing life. I'm outside the womb now. And all I could do is look at God and say, God, give me my baby, please. Can I have my baby? And God handed him over to me. And I kissed him everywhere. And him being fragile was, you know, I'm here. Even though I went through a lot inside your womb, I felt every time you rejected. I felt every time you disrespected. I felt every time you were going back and forth. I felt every time you were doubting. I felt every time you were confused. I felt every time you wanted to give up. I felt every time you were going the wrong way. But I'm here now. I'm here. I might have been barely hanging on inside the womb, but I'm here for term. And I held that baby and I lifted him up on my left side of my chest. And I would say, I'm here. Forgive me for all I put you through inside my womb to every promise, to every dream, even you as a promise, as a dream. Forgive me. I'm here. I'm, mommy's here. Mommy's here. Mommy's here. And he opened his eyes. It was like he barely had enough energy to even open his eyes from all that he had to go through in order to be birthed here. And he looked at me. All of this is symbolically speaking. He looked at me like, Mommy, it's you. I know your voice. I heard your voice. I was inside your womb. And all I could do is look at his bright eyes. And all I thought about in dream is he got his father's eyes. He has his father's eyes. Exactly like. And then God giving me. He said this. Once he, the, you know, the baby boy looked at me. And I was like, I'm here. And then he just closed his eyes like, finally, we meet in person. I'm outside your womb. I've been through hell inside your womb, but I'm here. I'm fragile. I could have been aborted. I held on. I could have been miscarried. I held on. I could have, you know, not been here, but I'm here, mom. I was like, yes, you're here. And so, you know, any mother, when she give birth, the first thing she's going to do is want to feed her baby. So I just like, you know, politely wanted the nurse. He didn't care about that. <laughs> no. He was like, you know, he just didn't want it. He was just like, I'm here. That's all I want. I'm just here. That's what I want. A fresh breath of life. I'm breathing life. I'm breathing air. I'm breathing outside your womb. I'm here, mommy. I'm here. And God said to me, the third. And I was like, the third? And God was like, yeah, he's a third. And I was like, a third? So you a junior? Is that what the, you know, the J stand for? I don't know, but God says that our son is the third. That's what he said to me, the third. And I was like, okay. And God said, he is the third. I was like, okay. But I would never forget how he looked so fragile being born. That means everything that I've been through with this vision, this spiritual pregnancy, because you know he's a part of the pregnancy due to him being a part of the vision. He's a part of the dreams. He's a part of the promises. And God put all of that in this baby, in this dream. He was so fragile, I was scared to pick him up. But I was like, God, give me my baby. <laughs> I did it. He did it. It was a mother's son. Oh, it was a powerful moment. And he used all the breath in him to open his eyes to look at me. 
And I'll never forget, sweetie. His eyes are exactly like your eyes. Everything about it is. I met our baby face to face. I met the visions face to face, the dreams face to face, the promises face to face, every open door face to face, every connection face to face, as it fall in place face to face in this dream. And God used it in this baby boy. The third, yeah. We'll talk more about that. Yeah. I love you. Greater is he that is in us. That is in us. <laughs> I'm so high. I'm so glad I pushed it out. I pushed it out last night, 11 something last night. So, spiritually, it's already been birthed here. So, it's manifesting naturally. Yeah, I'm not carrying it around. It's out. I pushed it out last night and I was face to face with it. I just thank God that I did not miscarry because he was holding on by a thread. It's like the promises, the vid, they were holding on by a thread due to too much procrastination. And thank God for you. Pray for me. Being led to help me and do what you do the entire time since we've been, you know, preparing. All the help that you received, I received. All of you guys are part of what I pushed out. Your faith, your believing. See how much your friends, which are your family, believe in you. Because when you was talking about me in the beginning of the preparation, but not the preparation, but the beginning when you first found out, they weren't like, you sure you heard? Nah, you might be tripping. No, they believe you because they know you hear from God. They believe in the God in you. That's how much they value you to believe you. They weren't like, you sure you are due to my disobedience? They was like, no, cute tripping out of obedience. You understand? See how much your friends, which are family, believe in you. They believed in you the entire time. <laughs> you wasn't tripping. I thought it was somebody else. Because somebody else said something before you was trying to. And I'll never forget, I was like, uh-uh, it's this guy. Uh-uh, girl, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you got some huge fans. <laughs> Girl, no, it's not. It is not that person. It is not that person. Mm, I know it's not. It's you. The devil tried to confuse me before I became confused. Yeah, it's you. It's my sweetie. Yeah. Thank you for helping me, all of you. All of you play a part in me. Pushing the vision, the dreams out, all in the, in the form of this baby boy. He might have been fragile, and God said, "Oh, he's not gonna stay like that." Which means the visions and the dreams, oh they, oh they fat, <laughs> they rich. That's what I mean by fat. Oh yeah, they're watered. The seed's been watered with our praise, our endurance, sweetie. You persevered. You all the adjustments you made. Come on now. It wasn't easy you going through all these adjustments. This place, that place, doing this, doing that, me, this, that, that, over this, everything, everywhere. You endure, Buka. And because of that, I pushed it out. You helping me push it out. So when it happens in the natural, you still got to help me push them out. Oh, God. You got to help me naturally push them out. <laughs> And God showed me that you do so well with that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited about the third. Yeah, God say the third. Yeah. I love he have your eyes. Yeah. He's so chill and so powerful. Yeah. But the one that I had about the girl that said I should have been here, I had purpose here. I was like, oh God, she has a mouth like him. <laughs> That's She has you and he has me. <laughs> Because she looked at me like, I'm supposed to have been here. I'm like, oh, my God. You sound like him. Like you said, you know, you hear me? You hear me well. That's how she was talking to me. <laughs> I'm supposed to have been here. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> she sounds like him. <laughs> She's going to have his personality. <laughs> A zero tolerance for nonsense. Like, I understand, but I'm supposed to have been here. Greater see who's in us. <laughs> He's in the world, God. I love you. <laughs>